Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode of Crossover, the crossover event you didn't know you wanted. My name, as you can see below, is uh, Manderson, at Son of Mander on the Twitter and on the Instagram, and that's just about it because I can't learn any more social medias. Joining me, uh, as usual, all the way from the great city of Reading in the north parts of California is... My name is Dan, and I'm assuming there's something blue. I'm trusting you're putting something there that I yep. can't see. Uh, uh, you can find me on same thing, Twitter and Instagram at Danderson11. He doesn't know that I changed his plaque to say Tom Brady sucks. Uh, well, no, it does not say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if I do not, uh, I did not approve that message. If that is. <laughs> that's that's fair. We're all entitled to our opinions, even if they're wrong. Uh, this show is part of the part of TCC Network, um, because now the Campus Crusaders is a network, which is new for us. Uh, we got a new website coming. Um, it's still in the works, but it looks great. I got a little preview of it. Um, if you go to thecampuscrusaders.com, you can check out anything related to the network, including links to previous episodes of Crossover, uh, where you can hear us talk about sports and comics because that is what we do on the show. Um, you can also see our main show, links to that. You can see links to our articles and our news that we're uh, getting updated. We got some pretty good ones on the Bumblebee movie and Aquaman. Um, I have a couple that I'm writing right now that'll be on there soon as well. Uh, you can also find our sponsors. And uh, tonight we're gonna, we're gonna throw a shout out to Empire's Comics Vault, our home, away from home. Uh, they got the hot sauce, they got the pugs, they got comics. What more can you want? Um, I went in this morning and they were watching um, an old 80s movie that Ben told me what it was and I can't remember it anymore. <laughs> so it was really and good. I'd but I'd never seen it before. So I'm, next time I go, I'm going to ask what it was so I can watch it because it looked interesting. Um, also uh, sponsoring us is Beer ba Beard Balm Brush. If you go to beardbalmbrush.com, put in the code capeless you can get 15 percent off it's one five percent off your order um, and what they do is they take beeswax and they take beard oils and they put them together in what looks like a little koopa shell you didn't even have to throw a, a, a fireball out of that fire flower as mario to get the koopa shell they just send it to you you can just brush it through your beard and your beard feels all nice and then you're done no more no mess no nothing else it's it's really quite nice um so that's that's all the, the the busyness that we got up on the top. We're gonna go uh, around the horn, and um, on this show, instead of talking about things that we've already watched or read, we're gonna talk about things that we're excited to watch or read. Um, and because we're starting with kind of a comic book based thing, I'm gonna toss comics on the top of this, um, and I'm gonna throw out. Um, I am excited. Um, I just got Miles Morales Spider Man number one today. Um, I was a little late to ordering it, and I'm excited for that, and also for issue number two, which is coming out um, a little bit later this month, I think next week, maybe? I, I should have checked before this. That would have been smart. But um, Miles Morales, I, I haven't read the Spider-Man title that he was in before, but it's been great in Champions, which is like the the teenage superheroes team up, kind of like the Avengers, only not Avengers. Um but the movie Spider-Man was great, um, and that kind of inspired me to get it. 
Uh, as you know, Dan, and audience, you might know, my son's name is Miles, um, and he's very excited there's a superhero that has the same name as him. So I really bought it for him, but he doesn't read comics by himself all that well, so it's for me now and then later for him. Um, that's really the most thing I'm excited about now. Um, I finally caught up. I was like three weeks behind. I caught up over Christmas break and all my readings, and so I got to look ahead to see what's coming again. Anyway, what are you looking forward to? So I got a couple things here. So... NFC, or excuse me, NFL wildcard uh, playoffs start this weekend. Um, there's going to be four games, and then the winners of those will face some people who are waiting in the wings. But basically, the games we know that are scheduled, we have two on Saturday, two on Sunday. we got Colts, Texans, Seahawks, Cowboys, which I know you'll be interested in that one. Um, and that will be on Fox at 5 p.m. on Saturday night, the Seahawks, Cowboys one, and then Eagles Bears is the one I'm most excited about probably this weekend. It's uh, Sunday, 1:40 on NBC, and before that, at uh, 10 a.m. on CBS is going to be Chargers Ravens. Um, so should be interesting all the way around. These are winner go home um, type situations. So they're always interesting to watch. Also, I'm also really excited about the Australian Open tennis tournament is starting on the 14th of January. Um, there's going to be matches. If you flip over to ESPN 2 in the ESPN starting on the 14th through the 27th, basically, you can't miss it. They have men and women's singles, men and women's doubles. I mean, they, they got more tennis than you know what to do with yourself. And uh, it basically will start about 7 p.m. Pacific time and then go all the way through the night. They have matches start at midnight at our in our time because of the time. It is in Australia, so it's summer down there. Um, so I'll be spending a lot of time doing that. Last thing is the college football championship game versus Alabama versus Clemson is coming up on the 7th of January, uh, 5 p.m. on ESPN. Should be an interesting game there as well. So those are the three things, are three categories I'm excited about seeing this week or in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I think the Seahawks-Cowboys game, uh, I... I'm saddened because the Vikings got eliminated by a combination of the Eagles and the Bears. Yeah, so, so I want you, both of them to lose that game and go home. Exactly. Uh, it, it did not pan out the way you hoped. Huh? Yeah, but more, I think I want the Bears to lose against the Eagles and then the Eagles to get eliminated later. But uh, at, at this point, I'm really pulling for Drew Brees, just Drew Brees, and I guess there's a team attached to him. But I just like Drew Brees. For those of you who don't know, the New Orleans Saints are attached to Drew Brees, so they are—they have a first-round buy, so they'll—they'll they'll face either the Eagles, Bears, Seahawks, Cowboys, depending on who wins this, what seed they get. So, yeah, I think they had the best. If I'm not—if I'm not wrong—and correct me if I am—they had the best record in the in the league this year, right? I, well, the Chargers, yeah. I mean, not the Chargers. This. Um, Rams and NFC, yeah. So okay, the Rams did pull. I think last time I looked, maybe the Rams game hadn't finished, and so they they were they kind of coasted at the end. So I, if I had to put money down, I would say the Saints. I think are the best team, but I think the AFC side is wide open. If you told me any of these teams were going to win it, I would believe you. So it, it should be interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, who rises. There's only really one team with. A multitude of experience and that's the Patriots and Tom Brady so we'll see if if they can rise up or if his age catches up to him so 
Yeah, what's um, what's what's Tom Brady's postseason record? So he's twenty-seven and ten in his career. He's and won more postseason than. What's the combined record of every other quarterback in the so playoffs? If you take everybody else and take their wins and losses, they have twenty-five wins and twenty-one losses. So he's quite accomplished, you could say. Yeah, that's I mean, as as previously established on the show. I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady, but I will acknowledge that he is a fantastic quarterback and has done great things. With the Patriots, if you're a that stat just kind of cements that. If you're a Tom Brady supporter like I am, that is hopeful. Like, oh look, he has way more experience. But if you're everybody else, you say his time has come to not be good anymore. It's time for somebody. Else. <laughs> so we will see. All right, so let's get to the main topic. We we're kind of diverging a little bit um, from our normal format. Uh, if you've watched before, we go back and forth assigning each other. Um, topics. Uh, Daniel will assign me a sporting event to watch, um, and I will assign Dan a comic book to read. And th- I mean, the show's still pretty young, so I guess we haven't really established that, but that's kind of the premise of the show. Um, but this week, uh, we thought that it would be fun um, and appropriate for us to cover um, the show being crossover, for crossover to cover the CW crossover event that they do every december they've been doing it since flash season one back then it was just flash and arrow so they had two episodes that crossed over when supergirl and um legends of tomorrow got introduced more shows got brought in um so we're going to cover that crossover and this year it was called elseworlds um they did uh they didn't include the legends of tomorrow this year which i'm actually okay with um i like the the last year i thought it was good that they were there it made sense this year. It, I don't think it would have made as much sense. Um, but they basically, uh, so back up just a little bit. Normally, if you watch the CW shows, you know that Supergirl Sunday, Arrow's Monday, Flash is Tuesday. For the crossover event, they did Flash on Sunday, Arrow in the middle like normal, and Supergirl was on uh, Tuesday. So oh, they so like even like the whole premise is they're changing roles. You start and um, Oliver Queen is the Flash, except for he's not Oliver Queen. He's actually um, Barry Allen, and shenanigans ensue from there. So I like that they started like the whole crossover switch up with let's just switch the shows, um, which was cute. They didn't have to do it. It didn't really change anything for the story either. I feel like, right. um, but it was kind of like a fun little thing. Which I didn't even realize because I just watched them on through the app, and so I just clicked on it. So I had no idea. So that was a new little wrinkle that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, I, I think when I watched Supergirl, I'm like, wait, Supergirls are the first one. They oh, they switched this around. That's fun. Um, so let's try to do a quick synopsis. Okay. Um, so we, like I mentioned, we open on uh, Oliver Queen, who. I haven't been keeping up an arrow, but last I saw, he was in prison. I don't know if he's still in prison. It doesn't look like he is. That's the one. So I, I watched Supergirl and, and Flash, so I'm unaware of what's going on there. But first, well, it's set up by Earth-90, right? Um, the, so the, the main Earth is Earth-1. What's that? Oh, oh, the setup. Oh, yes. There's the Flash, uh, the Flash of Earth. Yeah, of Earth ninety, and um, the this guy who's kind of like an armor, and he's got 
his hair is kind of cut in ridges or something. Um, and he walks up and grabs the book that Flash of Earth-90, who is the... I think they did Flash of Earth-90 because he was um, the Flash in the 90s show, The Flash. Um, so I think that's why they did that. That just dawned on me right there. I probably should have picked that up earlier. Um <laughs> And then he like he opens the book and it looks like things are exploding and the flash runs off and then we cut and Oliver Queen's in um, Barry Allen's bed and he like is kind of like, where am I? What's going on? Um, and then Iris West comes up and kisses him and he's like freaking out and you kind of get the picture that, okay, they've somehow switched places. Um, and he's like trying to figure out, eventually you like see... Barry Allen in Oliver Queen's role and he's kind of getting his butt kicked by uh, Diggle and then realizes, wait, I'm the Green Arrow and then he ends up winning the fight. Um, at the end of that fight, Oliver Queen slash Barry Allen, this is going to get confusing. We'll just say Oliver Queen is Amel, Stephen Amel, who actually plays Oliver Queen and then Barry Allen is um, Gustafson. What's his first name? Justin. Grant. Grant Gustafson. Um, we're just going to refer to him like that. Uh, so Green Arrow zooms in as the Flash. Uh, Oliver Queen, Flash, zooms in, grabs Barry Allen, Green Arrow, and Diggle, and runs him back. Diggle pukes, which is a trope. They do that all the time, which I appreciate that they brought it back. And they're like, okay, so you're me and I'm you, and they're like figuring it out. They tell the team. The team thinks that they tell Team Flash. Team Flash thinks they're crazy, locks them away. Together, they use their skills to break out together um they go to earth 33 where they open with the smallville theme song as they're zooming in on smallville and they have like the smallville um set where the house and the barn were back in that show but it's not um tom welling it's the new uh superman i think his last name was lachlan or something like that i can't remember his name i was halfway expecting to see the yeah. <laughs> at first yeah. I was like this is getting but I thought that was a nice touch that little the little yeah. theme I did too and they bust through and um, like hey who am I who is this and Supergirl's like well you're Barry and you're Oliver and she gets it right and they're like okay great we need you to come back to Earth 1 things are going nuts and so oh and we meet Lois Lane I think that's the first time uh, is, is Lois Lane in Supergirl? Because I don't watch that either. No. Okay, so um, we meet we meet Lois Lane. It's the first time we've met her. And she's like, all right, all right, Smallville, go do your thing. So he joins Superman, joins Supergirl, jumps over to Earth-1. Um, and they confront the um, the scientist, I guess backtrack, a, sci- uh, a psychotherapist is spewing crazy things, gets rejected. The guy who took the book shows up gives him the book and that's more or less what triggers it um they confront him they somehow um kind of write things kind of but not really like it looks like they're on the right path mm-hmm. uh and they get pointed to gotham oh no i'm jumping way ahead i'm doing a terrible job at this yeah i think well so when they get there right there's this, like that robot thing so they yes. defeat they Amazing. defeat that like Clark comes back and they all take it out together and yes. then Sisters vibes like this the scene of um, that 
mysterious man with the book and this doctor guy or whoever whoever this guy is in gotta we gotta get to gotham and that's basically episode one that is episode one and then episode two arrow um they head to gotham and it's the first time in the cw universe we've been to gotham uh do you want to take episode two uh sure let's see if i can (laughs) so basically that opens up so they're in gotham um Barry, Oliver, and and Kara, they're all in, like, street clothes now. They're not as... Now they're super proud. They get in a fight with some thugs and get thrown in jail. And so they're all all sitting there trying to figure out what's the next step. And then they get bailed out by who they think is Bruce Wayne. They're not exactly sure what's going on. It turns out it's Kate Kane, who's living in an abandoned Bruce, like, Wayne Tower or something, whatever... It's a Wayne-owned building. She basically says, you guys being here is no good. Um, So I figured the quicker I get you out and get what you want, the quicker you get out of my town. Um, So things are starting to go crazy there. Um, They break into Arkham to try to retrieve the book. Um, And during that whole sequence, Alan and Queen are opposed to like scare the scarecrow gas i guess from the movie scarecrow so they're like hallucinating and things are going crazy and it came turns out to be that one and comes and saves the day and basically saves them from uh like a breakout of arkham and saves the day there um so barry oliver and Car- i think they come back to Central City, I think it's Central City, and they confront this mysterious man who identifies himself as, I don't know, I didn't catch his real name, but he says, do you call me the monitor, basically, and tells him, the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm training, I'm testing your world to see if something bigger or more important comes, if you'll be able to uh, handle handle this. Um, so they're basically like, come on, man, knock it off. <laughs> um and he steals the book and then like re resets the reality and turns Barry and Oliver into the this like outlaw duo called the the Trigger Twins I think Trigger Twins is yeah so th- they get transported now they they're like in these leather jackets and bandanas and they have no powers now um that that was really quick, but I think that was basically the episode because that's the end of episode two. So they get they're like stuck now with no powers, um, and that moves us into the third third episode, more or less. Yeah, um, which starts off pretty much like it picks up right where that leaves off, and they get right. surrounded. Like the police show up, and every police officer is um, a villain of some kind, and the one that like um, handcuffs Oliver. And says, I've been waiting for this. That's the villain from like last season and kind of carried over to this season of Arrow. But I like I haven't been watching, so I don't know if he's still a thing or not. But I think just like his voice in Oliver's head is why he goes crazy and just like starts that fight. Because he's like, this guy's been pushing my buttons for a year plus now. And now he's arresting me. Not going to happen. And he just like goes nuts. And I mean, they escape um, pretty much. And then um, we find Supergirl in the pipeline at Star Labs um, and her powers are being dampened 
and we discover that Superman in an all black suit with a silver S, kind of like the suit that he showed up in when he came back from the dead back in 1993, 94 um, era, uh, except for he didn't have a cape then, um, is like saving the day and everybody knows him, which is, is unusual because Earth-1 doesn't have a, a Superman or a Supergirl. Um, but everybody on Earth-1 knows who he is. But you can also kind of see there's something a little off with him. And you eventually uncover that this uh, the doctor who had the book turned himself into Superman. Um, and so they're trying to, to team up and fight against him. Um, eventually more heroes kind of show up. Green um, Martian Manhunter shows up from Earth-33. Um, I don't, like, I, I don't remember seeing him, like, port in from anywhere. I think he, maybe the rewrite of the, the universe, he's just there. I don't, did, it's been a couple weeks since I watched it. Do you remember him seeing him show up? I maybe don't. There. Yeah, maybe he was just hanging out waiting for a good time. Yeah. But then Lois Lane does show up. So maybe they came together. I'm going to guess that's probably what happened. Um, and like the combined strength of all the heroes, they managed to kind of hold off Superman, a.k.a. the 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 doctor who has the book and he's like, it's open. Other things happen. Supergirl escapes by convincing her sister, who's not really her sister in this universe, that she should be let go and that there's a better life for her to live. Um Flash and Green Arrow find who aren't the Flash and Green Arrow. They find Cisco, who's a villain but still has the powers, and he likes help. He helps them in some way, um, and they eventually like get the book and write everything. And the Monitor comes back and he says, um, like tells them basically like I didn't expect this. Nobody's ever done this. I mean earlier on, I think maybe in episode two, maybe or, or yeah, episode two because the Earth 90 flash shows up. It's like oh. no no other group that I've tested has made it this far, but I still don't think you have what it takes. Um and in the third episode they like go to a into like a janitor's closet, but it transports them to wherever the monitor is and they confront him and then he sends them back. And then Oliver later goes and like yells at this door, which when he opens it doesn't lead to anywhere and eventually goes in and he makes some kind of deal, but we don't know what that deal is. Yeah. Um, and then everything kind of gets righted. Um, and it looks like he uses a kryptonite arrow to shoot at the fake Superman. Is that what yeah. that looked like to you? Well, I gathered he, yeah, whatever deal he worked out, the monitor gave him some sort of supercharged arrow to take the book out. So he basically shoots the arrow at the book and yeah. basically restores reality to how we know it. Yeah. Uh, Supergirl and all them go back to their their world and everybody seems honky dory and then it, it at the end it says coming December 2019 uh, crisis on infinite earths is what it, I believe is what it said yeah something like that yeah and uh, so basically that doctor who was super like transformed himself he's now heavily disfigured in a cell and he's next to maybe you know who this is I, some masked man yeah and this, they have some sort of plan that doesn't doesn't appear to be on the up and up to say the least. yeah so when the so the mask the the bass guy he has a golden mask um 
which somehow he has in Arkham. But when the Arkham breakout has, he puts the mask on. And as soon as I saw that mask, I thought to myself, oh, that's Psycho Pirate. And I think that later that confirms like the crisis and if in Earth and him being there at the end confirms that that's Psycho Pirate. And uh, Psycho Pirate played a pretty big role in the 1980s run of Infinite Crisis, which was like the first big, <coughs> excuse me, spurt, first big crossover event that impacted the entire DC universe. They went to different Earths and they discovered that Earths were being destroyed. And um, it was basically a way for DC to to reboot their universe. It was the first time they really did it um, while incorporating different Earths into, into the story. So Psycho Pirate... He existed before that, but he played a pretty big role in that. Um, and he he's shown up more recently in uh, Batman, uh, the Rebirth um, issues one through twelve. I think maybe one through eighteen. He shows up pretty sporadically in there, which um, I thought was kind of funny. He's uh, he's kind of the, the Crusaders' favorite villain to make fun of because he's such he's got kind of a cool power set where. When he has the mask on, he can basically say or think, you're going to feel this. And you feel that until he tells you not to. <coughs> um, but his his outfit in the comics and his name is just kind of like, it's kind of a ridiculous outfit. And But his, his power set's kind of freaky. So right. that's who that guy is. Interesting. So is that, I'm led to believe that's the next crossover event or is this going to be a new show? Like. That's what I first thought. Oh, this must be a new show coming in the fall or something. Or is yeah, this... I, th I think it's the next crossover event. Um, oh. And having read Infinite Crisis, or Crisis on Infinite Earth, not to be confused with the next crisis, which was called Infinite Crisis, um, I'm really interested to see where they go. Uh, the um, the guy who has the armor and like brings the book around who calls himself the Monitor... He's also a big player in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, he is... Basically, the Monitor tries to rally the heroes to combat the Anti-Monitor monitor who's trying to destroy the entire multiverse. So he's a pretty big player. So I think um, he, he's trying to find heroes who can help combat this destruction of the multiverse that he sees coming. Um, because he was not powerful enough to stop it in the in the comics, so I'm assuming that's what what he's looking for there. Um, so he's a pretty big player. He gets he gets killed in that comic run, um, but of course nobody stays dead. I think he comes back later at some point. So cool. Um, also, so is this did this storyline have any basis in comic books, or was it a lot made up for the show, or? Um, I, I think the idea probably came from, uh, the fact that on other earths, there's always like, there's always a Superman, there's always a Batman, there's always these, a flash and a green arrow, there's always these heroes, but it's not always exactly the same. So I think they probably got the idea from that and feeding that into, uh, crisis and infinite earths. I have a feeling that this was more of like, let's do this crossover event. Let's set up something really exciting for next year. And I thought this one was pretty good. Not as good as the year before, the um, Crisis on Earth uh, X yeah, from yeah. last year. Um, but as far as I know, 
there there wasn't any like comic book run where Barry Allen was Green Arrow. There may be an Earth where he is the Green Arrow, um, and uh, Oliver Queen's the Flash, but that's not something that's been like written and it's not like a big story. That what's coming next year is the kind of the big the big thing they're pulling from comics. Um, yeah, interesting. The other so I I just wrote a bunch of questions. I'm running down these in case you want. Um, so there's a couple times it seemed like I don't know if it was just the way it was written, but a couple times it was like okay, they're fighting like the robot in, the, in episode one. They're fighting, and all of a sudden it seemed like Clark, or I mean Batman or Superman, excuse me, had to finish the job off. Like so, is he stronger? Like is there like is he stronger than Supergirl, or does it just happen to be that way, or is there any? <clears throat> That's uh, an interesting question to ask. Um, I think in like the one of the episodes of uh, Supergirl, they kind of established that she, in in the CW universe, she's supposed to be stronger than he is. Um, I vaguely remember that, and but... that, and they kind of like every now and again reference in the comics, like maybe she has the potential to be stronger than Superman, um, but. In I mean in DC Comics, the main three are Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. So there's like when it comes down to it, nobody's gonna beat those three, especially if they're together. So if it came down to like a brawl between Clark and Kara, Clark's probably gonna win um, in the comics. But I think in the in the CW universe, I mean ultimately they're both Kryptonian. They probably really power level out evenly would be my guess. I think it just depends on the purpose of the character like superman is he's he's the superhero that kicked everything off for everybody superhero related so he's never going to be defeated by his cousin just because of that they he's one of their their flagship characters um i think in the cw he's a side character to supergirl so if it came down to it she's going to win that fight and i mean she did win that fight when he was under mind control so yeah um, and then, so when we did make it to Gotham, um, Supergirl and Flash are there. They're talking about Batman as if it's like this urban legend. They're not sure if he... Now, my thought is, in the Justice League, they would have had to encounter... Like, we're at a point where Batman has left. He's he's almost done with his time. So at this point, shouldn't he have... Is this a result of... Um, the timeline being shifted or the reality being shifted or, but I, I thought they should know who he is, right? They fought in justice league with him. But, uh, so that was curious to me. Yeah. I think th- this is another one of those like CW things where they have this continuity that they've built and then they're, they're starting to, to plug in these other pieces. Um, so yeah, you get the sense that Batman's been around and he's at least been an urban legend for a yeah. while. Um, and then six years ago now, Oliver Queen shows up and becomes Green Arrow. And that kind of kickstarts the CW universe that we're experiencing. Flash comes along, Supergirl, but she's also on Earth-33, the Legends. Like, there's other characters that, that are there now. Um, and now that they're like, well, let's go to Gotham, um, they have to, in order to, to, to viably introduce Batwoman they have to say Batman existed because she wouldn't really exist without him. Um, and so I, I kind of like the way that they play like Oliver Queen's like, no, he's an urban legend. He doesn't really exist. And he's like, 
in his head, I'm the original vigilante. There's not a Batman. I did it first. And then as he realized, like, oh, I didn't really do it first. Okay. But Barry <laughs> Allen's just like, Batman really exists? This He's is really- awesome. I yeah. like, where's the Batcave? Let's go do all this stuff. He's like geeking out on it, which was, was kind of fun. So um, in the comics, for sure, they definitely know who he is. I think in this, um, he was around... 15 years before they existed and retired before they they became the character the people that they are now and then so also in that world so we meet kate kane who's batwoman uh-huh. and i thought and i only know this because of my daughter's reading dc superhero girls and things i thought that was isn't that barbara gordon i thought it was batwoman so there's a lot of bat people uh batman which is uh well known um there's uh so batwoman and then there's a batgirl batgirl is barbara gordon oh Um, and batgirl um is probably the more well-known character out of out of the two um batwoman um has been kate kane for a while um i think if you go like way back into the the annals of dc when they were like we have all these male characters let's introduce female counterparts Kate Kane was introduced at one point as a bat person way back in the day. And if I remember reading correctly, and it's been a while since I read the the article on it, she was introduced as Batgirl. And then later they came back and reintroduced the character, but it was Barbara Gordon and other people have played Batgirl, a couple of different people besides um, Barbara Gordon. But they brought Kate Kane back in as Batwoman. Um, And Kate Kane, and they they allude to it, um, I think they flat out say it, she is Bruce's cousin. Um, In the comics, um, she is, um, her father is a general in the army, and she joins the army following him, gets a ton of training, special forces, like, she's pretty BA, and then um, gets hurt, has to retire, basically, go live civilian life but can't live civilian life so she starts more or less stalking batman not knowing that it's really bruce wayne trying to figure out who is batman because i want to train with him to be a bat person and then eventually they kind of figure it out um but bruce rejects her and she kind of goes off on her own she comes into the fold and kind of comes goes out and in and all that kind of stuff she's a lot more um ruthless than batman is she's more willing to um literally in one book pull the trigger when necessary so next question was so as the realities are changing nobody seems to know who they are except for the like the main cast here um so i thought that was because especially what got me thinking about was when Kara is talking to alex and she's like, no, I have no sister. I don't know what you're talking about. But they, like, even though they're different people, they still know who they are. But everybody else doesn't realize it. Two questions. Is that, why is that? And secondly, is that um, if the the doctor or whoever, he, he's changing reality, couldn't he have just saved reality if he would have changed their minds too and they didn't know who they were and they would have just been stuck in like Kara would have been stuck in that forever she didn't know she really was Supergirl or yeah or is I, that just I, a story that's a that's a great question and I probably the the real answer is it made for a lot of funny moments between Barry and Oliver when they had switched positions um but it also like if if they 
I mean, if they didn't know that they had switched places, there wouldn't be a story. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think probably like in in the actual universe, the the reasoning is probably going to be that the villain, the doctor, um, who I did actually a little bit of research, he's a, based off of a character called um, Doctor Destiny, um, and that's as much research as I did. Um, but so he's, he's based off a character that does exist in in DC comics as well. Um, it's as doing what he's doing. He kind of wants to torture the heroes a little bit saying like, I I have this power. I have this much power and you have this much power, which is more than the average person, but you can't touch me. And so, but doing that like motivates them to of course rise to the occasion, um, and save the day multiple times. And then my last question here. So at the, the very final like battle scene, like Lois Lane's even involved and she's holding this hammer. So my thought is just a novice is like, did she steal that from Thor? Or what? Like, <laughs> or where is that? What is that hammer? Is that anything? Or is it just, just what's going on there? Well, that was the joke I was going to make. So you, you stole that from me. Um, I actually, I don't know any specifics about the hammer. I do know that the Fortress of Solitude does have a lot of alien weaponry. Um, and it's probably one of the alien weapons and relics that were, that was in the, the Fortress of Solitude on Earth 33 that she brought over, um, for the fight so that she had something powerful to fight with. Um, I'm not, I've never seen in any of the Superman comics that I've read, um, a hammer like that. Um, there may be somewhere in there and it may not even be connected to Superman in any way. Um, it could be some other character that it's connected to, but I haven't seen that hammer, um, specifically. So, yeah, I'm, I enjoyed that was my last question basically, but I really enjoyed it. I thought, like you said, the, the comedy of the mix up was, was entertaining. And then like Cisco being evil was, I thought was pretty good. And like, so there were some good moments and it was, I, I thought it was pretty entertaining, pretty good. And overall, you gave it a thumbs up as well. Yes. Yeah, I did. I think, like I said, I think last year's was better, but this one, while there was like, there was tension and there was, the stakes were pretty high. I felt a lot more, um, there was a lot more levity to it. There were a lot, there was a lot more joking around to it. They weren't fighting Nazis that won world war two and took over the world. Um, there was there, I mean, the stakes technically, I guess were a lot higher cause it's, it's the multiverse, not just, uh, a specific universe in the in the multiverse, but um, I think this. I mean, the switch ups made for a lot more uh, fun jokes and stuff like that, and um, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, I think I, I wish my my nitpick my my qualm. I wish there was more Batwoman, um, and I I wish. I wish we saw more of her because she's a cool, she's a fun character and a cool character to bring in. I hope we see more of her at some point. I think there's supposed to be a series of some kind. Uh, I thought it was going to be a CW series, but it sounds like it's going to be something different. Um, But I wish there was more of that. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with that. It seemed like they could have given us a little bit, but yeah, hopefully that does spin off to something bigger. Yeah. Do you have any uh, favorite parts? Um, I mean, I think I like the Gotham part because Batman is my favorite. So just like to enter into that world that we hadn't really seen before. And I like it. It was just darker. Like Gotham is just like 
a dark place. So it's like the flash is always seems, I mean, even though they have heavy moments in it, most of the time it's a lot lighter. So yeah. I thought that was cool with the goth, the whole Gotham uh, section of it. Yeah. I like it. They, they show up with the first thing that happens is they get mugged in, in broad daylight right? Yeah, <laughs> and they yeah. get arrested for fighting, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, I agree. I thought it was a lot of fun to be in Gotham and see some some familiar sights. Um, that also takes me to my my probably my least favorite, but it was necessary. The story was the the breakout at, Ar- at Arkham. It's like you they can't seem to keep everybody locked up for very long, and it's it's kind of a it feels like an a, a trope that maybe they could have done something different to get to that point um but i mean in introduced psycho pirate you got to see um you didn't see mr freeze but you saw his gun um we saw uh we didn't see the joker i think we heard the joker at some point or do we see something with the joker we saw like the riddler's um name plaque and that kind of stuff we saw a Bane mask, I think, or what I yeah thought. we saw yeah we did see a lot of um, paraphernalia. Um, <clears throat> I think that's the Bane mask they did in Gotham. Uh, I think I don't watch Gotham, so I'm not sure. But no. um, any other any other things that stand out? Do you have a, a, a like a least favorite moment that sticks out to you? Not really. The least favorite moment, I think a lot of it is, like, I'm coming from a more, like, I don't know, less critical because I don't know what's going on. I, like, you know, you have a little bit more background. So, to me, I mean, I every scene, to me, served a purpose or seemed to move the storyline served a purpose. So, there wasn't one that I was like, oh, I can't believe they're going here with that. Or, uh, um, so, yeah, no, I can really pick out the least favorite moment, I don't yeah. think. And I mean, I don't mean to say that the Gotham, the Arkham breakout didn't serve a purpose because it, I feel like it did. It was just like, oh, I've, I've read this and seen this a couple times before. So it's kind of predictable, but, um, I can see for somebody who, um, who doesn't read comics, uh, at all or all that much, it'd be like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Um, at some point you will read a comic where that happens though. I promise. Um, So I think that's going to about do it for us tonight, unless you got any last thoughts to add? Uh, not, nope. All right. So um, what is, what's my assignment for our next episode? Because the next one should be a sports one, if I recall correctly. Yeah, well, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if this counted as just like a, a break in it. So I didn't know if, if you wanted to do another comic book one, since it wasn't really a comic book. Or what we can kind of play it by ear. I I have something kind of prepared if you if you want, unless you had something. Should should we flip a coin and see, just like we did in our pilot episode? Let's flip. All right. Uh, starting out 2019, like we did 2018 with another coin flip. Uh, heads, uh, heads will say uh, sports, tales, uh, comics. Sounds good. It fell on the ground. <laughs> I'll be right back. Anticipation oh, is building up. Mm. All right, I'm going to flip it again. Not as high. It's, uh, it's Tales, so we'll do comics. All right. Um, let's, let's finish uh, The Long Halloween. So we'll do issues 
8 through 12. 13, okay. 8 through 13. Right. Yeah. We'll, fin we'll finish that up. Uh, okay. we'll, be, we'll be back in two weeks with that. Sounds good. All right. And then, and then we'll do sports. Football season will probably be – we'll have the Super Bowl left, I think, at that point. Right. Yeah, the so, Super Bowl is coming right around the corner, yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably will have a football game next, um, although I probably will watch the Super Bowl regardless of who's in it. Anyway, thank you for joining us tonight uh, again for Crossover. Um, this Sunday, uh, tune in to watch uh, the Azorian one talk about whatever he wants to talk about um, and, and have Sunday coffee with him on Sunday Coffee with the Azorian one, 8.30-ish a.m. Um, here on Twitch TV slash the Capeless Crusaders. Uh, the Dame Patrol, um, they put out a, a holiday episode. Um, it's really talking about it covers Bumblebee, it covers Spider-Man in the, into the Spider-Verse, and it covers Aquaman. Check that out, and they have their next episode coming out next week as well. Um, and then, of course, our flagship show. We've been off for a couple weeks, but next Monday we're back. Um, and a great topic for the new year, we're going to be talking about getting back into comics, uh, which was a, um, a, a topic that one of our listeners slash watcher peoples on the twitch wow i'm bad at this sometimes um requested we're gonna do it kick off the new year with that so it's whether you're into comics and fell out or you've never been into comics it'll be a good episode to turn into tune into so you can pick up maybe one or two titles um uh, sneak preview i'll be talking about aquaman a little bit probably that night um once again thank you to empire's comics fault uh, which is located here in sacramento on Fulton Avenue, um, 1120 Fulton Avenue, Suite K. Go in and tell Ben that we sent you. Um, ask him what's good, and he'll direct you to some hot sauce and some comics. Um, Beard Balm Brush, go to beardbalmbrush.com. Put in the code CAPELESS to get 15% off your order. Um, thank you once again for joining us. Crossover, um, for a crossover, check out everything TCC-related on thecapelesscrusaders.com. My name, once again, is Manderson, at Son of Mander, on all the social media things that I care to be a part of. And I'm Dan at Danderson11 on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for joining us once again. You guys have a good night, and we'll see you next time.